It's the Spud Goodman Show 5th Anniversary Special! Join Spud and his temporary permanent co-host Gerald, and his official laugher, his Aunt Dorothy, as they welcome a galaxy of stars for this gala celebration. So now, without further ado, here is your host, Spud Goodman! Yeah, greetings. For the record, I am in fact your host, Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Welcome one and all to our five-year anniversary special. Is, is, that, is that wood or tinfoil? I, I don't even know. But anyway, I have, I have to say up front that five years ago, I thought this little radio show would be an interesting diversion, you know, for six months max, given my ADHD. But some, I don't know, somehow we managed to stick around way longer than I would have ever predicted. I'm pretty sure, though, we're not going to be getting a participation trophy, but I think we deserve one as much as any six- or seven-year-old you know, kid on a soccer team. Yes, that's correct. I am one of those who believe that everyone does deserve a trophy, okay? I'm not, yeah, I just said it, all right. You know, even old dudes on the air like me who have maybe stayed around a bit too long. Yes! So on this special, we'll be doing, you know the usual thing like looking back over the years but but since we've done four of these things so far I, i'm gonna go with stuff that maybe is a bit more recent you know sure we'll toss in a few of your your favorite moments with past guests you know basically our own greatest hits but i hope you know you'll enjoy the newer stuff too why don't we get started and, and to do that i need to introduce our show's designated laugher my aunt dorothy give us a quick sample of your skill set oh, maybe okay. a decent chortle well okay okay how's this <laughs> Oh, I feel so good about that one. Yes, 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 I. Anyway, well, thanks. Well, now I'm forced to acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. We have so much stuff, you know, to cram in this special that I can only give you one and a half words. All right, you can begin. Uh, one, one and a half? Um, uh, hello, every. Now, look, I, I could be an and, and say that repeating one and a half is already over the limit, but but I'll be well, the bigger person and say that if you used every, as in every one, yeah. I guess that would meet the ground rules I laid out. It, thank you. But So later, can I jump in when necessary? Because when necessary? I, I have got a lot of material that I've prepared for this five-year anniversary special. Um, like, I came up with some jokes, if we have time. And you know what? Jokes? They're short and punchy. Uh, I, I promise you'll love them. I don't think so. Oh, oh, boy. If he starts telling knock-knock jokes again, Spud, I'm going to vomit. Please tell him tell that him there will it. be repercussions if he follows through on this threat. I've got, I've got like, one knock-knock joke, but I, I'm, I'm not threatening to tell a few jokes. I'm just offering my talents, if needed, on this anniversary episode. It's a special, you uh, guys. Yeah, uh, right, and uh, that's special. why we want to keep it special and not affect the digestive systems of our listeners. Good call, yo. So why don't we start things off now with a few moments I had with Bruce Dern, one of our greatest actors, and a couple others. Dave, hit it. Actor Bruce yeah. Dern. Well, um, let me say this. You know, Bruce... Um, in terms of the body of work in your career, I think you've been in more cool movies than any other actor in Hollywood history. I mean, it, I mean, take an hour to go through them all. It could be a tie between you and Jack Nicholson, as you both have great taste in the roles you've taken on. Do you have a sixth sense, or has, has luck played a small part in it, too? No, I, you know, when I started out, uh, I was under contract to Mr. Kazan, and he had five of us. He had... Uh, 
Rip Torn, Pat Hingle, Geraldine Cage, Lee Remick, and Bruce Dern. And I was the baby of the group, meaning the youngest. Wow. And uh, that, when we first came to Hollywood, we were very lucky in the late 50s. When we first came into the business and came to Hollywood particularly, and I did not start in Hollywood, I started on Broadway, but uh, we had a great privilege because we still got to work with the legends. And that was probably, Jack will tell you the same thing. We had a chance to work with legends and everybody said, well, but you guys are legends now. No, I'm sorry, sir, but you can't be a legend today. There is too much information out there about everybody knows what you do after school. So there's, uh, there's nothing going on that's private. And, and the second thing is, because of a certain kind of acting style and the promotion within the business, they were bigger than life. Right. I mean, I, I did two movies with John Wayne when I had to kill him in, and uh, he was bigger than life. And Comedian Carrot Top. Right, that's super. Yeah. Well, you know, on the show, we're talking about how big a, a buzzkill it is to be called Sir... You know, when you get a little older, uh, oh yeah, we're talking like for women, not not young enough to, to be your college age <laughs> daughter, but more like in, you know after their first marriage in the early thirties. Have you ever been called sir? Has that ever happened to you? It's, it's oh coming. no, it just happened. It just happened just leaving the hotel. Yep. Really? Yes, Mr. Mr. Tom, Mr. Thompson, sir. Yes, yes, that's horrible. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yep. Always. All right. All right. Well, well. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you going to do? That's, that's, I'm dealing with that issue right now. Well, let me let me hit you with this one. Well, at least they don't call me ma'am. I mean, that could be worse. That could be worse. I, I'm not, yeah, I haven't experienced that one yet. Well, hey, you were in show. Comedian and actress Sarah Silverman. Well, you know, I know it's trite to begin at the beginning, but I have to ask you, your first time on stage, um, you were, what, 17? How scared were you? I mean, I know you're this fearless person. Everybody thinks you're fearless, but were you totally freaked then, or were you calm as can be? Uh, I was nervous. I was excited. It was in Boston. I was at summer school. I was in high school uh, doing summer school at Boston University, and mm-hmm. uh, I did open mic at Stitches there. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I was terrible, but I had a lot of um, friends there supporting me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I Listen, when you grow up... Uh, the only Jew in New Hampshire that's a, and also like a, a chronic bedwetter forced to go to sleepover camp every summer. It's really not that daunting to do some stupid stand up a little, you know. Well, all right. Okay. Um, well, later. Is this the worst interview you've ever done, or are we no. doing well? No, I'm loving this. I am loving this. All right. <laughs> well, but so later. This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> Back up, you creep. Get away from me. Spud, your Uncle Steve is on the line and wants to go on the air. I think he has his dummy Jerry with him as one of them started cussing me out when I said we didn't have time for them. (laughs) Spud, Spud, your uncle has a serious problem with that dummy he carries around with him. I I mean, he's not even a ventriloquist. I know, I know. It it doesn't make any sense. Why would a grown man do this? And, oh, the profanity from the dummy, Jerry, it's very inappropriate. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. What can I say? It's complicated. Uh, My uncle has led a tough life. Well, I say give him a few seconds of airtime. We all have our own struggles, you know, so what if Steve carries around Jerry as a comfort apparatus? 
Okay, put him through and I'll make it really quick. Um, are you there, Uncle Steve? Uh, uh, yes, uh, Jerry and I are home listening to this anniversary special and, of course, wondering why we are not in the studio with you again this year. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's have Jerry express our disappointment. Yeah, what the f***? We're a family, man. You have losers and suck-ups all around you in that studio, and we are not allowed in your special little inner circle. Spud, you are a bigger than I thought. Uh-uh. Now, Jerry, no need for the profanity. Spud has to deal with that FCC thing, so show some restraint here. Oh, I'm sorry I forgot again this year to invite you to come into the studio for our anniversary special. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. But it's already pretty crowded in here, and we have a really packed show. It's, it's nothing personal, okay? Um, I got to, you know, introduce our musical guest right now, so I kind of got to go. Well, Jerry might want to introduce the musical guest. That might calm him down a bit. Okay, fine, whatever. No problem. Well, it's Moon Darling, all right? And have him speak clearly into the phone. Ooh, he digs Moon Darling. He's been listening to their new record. Are you ready, Jerry? I was born ready. Hey, people, this is one talented band, and you should check them out if they come to your town. Here is Moon Darling.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Debo with you on the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, you know, Spud, as this is our anniversary special, this might be a good time for me to sort of recap what guest interviews over the past couple of years that I feel have been both moving uh. and inspirational. There are so many memorable moments I could relive for our listeners. And now, people of Gotham City, the moment you have all been waiting for... Yeah, I don't think that would be a good thing, Gerald. No, yeah. if, well, that is if we want to have anyone still listening. Yeah, no way, dude. That's really? not, not going to happen. Maybe you can share your favorite interviews of the last few years okay. with, with your family over dinner sometime. That That's doable. You know, We can get you some clips on a USB stick, and you could share. But now we need to get back and hear a few more highlights that I, Spud Goodman, have personally selected for this special. This batch, I think, starts off with my good buddy, Louie Anderson. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe we're not in like super close, but he does take my calls. So here he is. Comedian and actor, Louis Anderson. Okay, super. Well, let's touch uh, for a brief moment on your Emmy Award-winning role as Christine Baskets. It airs on Fox, or, and they can, people can catch it on demand right now. But specifically, the new hairdo in season three. I liked it. I like it a lot. Did, did they have to focus group it before the decision was made to try to do something a little different with the bangs? No, they just, because Christine went to this women's conference with Lori Grenier, um, and Christine wanted to change her look, and she decided that she should go with bangs, and uh, they didn't ask anybody, but, you know, I've asked people, what do you think? And it's about a 60-40 thing for the bangs, so we'll see if they stay or if they go, you know, it's always up to the creators, I'm you know, one of the actors on the show, but I don't create the show. I just try to make it the best I can. Well, put my vote in for Pro Bang. So, so let, let's. How about All right, season I four? will. But season but, four. But, but Goodman wants Bang. Thank you. Thank you for writing that down. Um, so, season former four, heavyweight uh, champion of the world and now actor entertainer. Mike Tyson. All right, all right. You know, on our show now, my co-host is doing the take your daughter to work thing. Have, have you ever brought one of your kids to your job over the years? Never. Never? Well, well, no, that's not true. I, I used to have my kids at the gym with me when I was training. Well, that that must have been awesome. I mean, did, did, did they appreciate what they were experiencing? That would have been so cool. No, they were too little. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Super. Uh, um, Spud, yeah. well, I sure hope Kelsey here will be looking back someday and remember this experience fondly. You know, being with her dad at work. Uh, Mike, just a sec. I'll be right back. Go for it. Please don't disrupt this interview. I'm just starting to connect with him. And you interrupt me? I'm, I'm sorry, Kelsey. I'm not yelling at your dad. I'm just trying to express my feelings. Uh, honey, honey, what Spud is saying no, here... Okay, Daddy. Well, yeah, he, okay, he's, Daddy. He's much more okay. comfortable working alone, like shutting out others from contributing to yep. the conversation. Okay. Can you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. this trait is often displayed by extremely insecure individuals y- yes. with very low self-esteem. So I want you to learn from his behavior and understand how cruel it is to your co-workers when you start out on your own career okay okay my my self-esteem is not that low i'm not a cutter or something well i i stand by my diagnosis whatever just let me get back to mike if you don't mind all right i was distracted for a moment but i have returned 
Well, actor um, and vocalist Jane Lynch. And speaking of funny, you know, we're discussing on this radio show just how darn difficult it is to be funny. It may look easy when attempted by professionals, you know, but it can get ugly when tried by those less skilled. So a tip of the cap to you and your peers in the comedy profession. Well, and, and back at you. It sounds like you have a, a very disarming and charming wit yourself. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it's not something you can teach, I believe. You have to uh, kind of have it. But uh, I think with life experience and the more you kind of accept what life throws at you, you start to see what is hilarious about it. So I think that uh, humor certainly can, uh, if you don't start out funny, you can certainly end up funny. Well, okay, I, I, I just wrote that down. Say, Spud. Yes. Well, Jane agreeing to your question about humor maybe being best left to professionals, that should not necessarily exclude you, Spud Goodman, from trying to raise your game in this area. Uh, Jane, just one moment, please. What are you talking about? Well, it's still worth a try. And she did throw you a bone and say you were somewhat witty. Yeah. Well, now, that may not be saying you're actually funny, but, you know, she could have said you were a big bore or put people to sleep. Hey, that was only in one review and it was an online weekly, okay? Actor, writer, and author... Carl Reiner. We lost each other. Well, you later uh, dived into directing films such as Where's Papa, Oh God, and The Jerk, which uh, clearly remains one of the great comedies ever made. You co-wrote it with Steve Martin, correct? Yes, and uh, Michael Eyes. There were a couple names on it. Uh, but Steve is the one who came up with it. It was part of his act. His act, his act started with, I was born a poor black child. <laughs> he did it for years until he... He put it into words and made a movie of it. It was his first movie. He had never acted with people before. It was his first. He was, you know, in one all for he for years. And he, but boy, did he learn fast. He was probably the most talented man ever. Two of the most talented people I ever worked with were Steve and uh, Dick Van Dyke. And Steve, as a matter of fact, called one day. He said, you know, the most talented human being in our business is Dick Van Dyke. I told Dick he couldn't believe it. Wow. But he, he really meant it. Super. Well, Musician uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Seattle. Al, before we get too far into this, I wanted to reminisce for a second. Uh, you probably do not remember this, but uh, you came on my uh, old Fox TV show when you were performing at the Washington State Fair and our show's orchestra, Accordion Joe, was with me. He is officially the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator. Anyway... If we got on your nerves, I, I kind of wanted it's, it's it was his fault because I I wanted to apologize because he almost kissed you. I don't know if you remember this back then. Is that right? Uh, I've never forgotten that. It's, it's remained a high point of my life. Wow. Well, even if that's fake, I like that. It meant a lot to me. Um, you know, remember you had your accordion temporarily confiscated at the Canadian border, so you, you borrowed Joe's Potosa for the show. He still tells everyone that story, even when we've told him. You know, we've already heard it a thousand times. It's still a good story. It is a good story. Um, did you ever get the accordion? No, we never heard that. Um, get his accordion? No, yours. Um, yours. Did you my, get it? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't. You don't uh, confiscate a person's accordion uh, forever. I mean, that was just a temporary thing. They had to. They had to take it apart piece by piece and make sure uh, it wasn't full of uh, some kind of Russian nerve gas. Yeah. Yeah, those Russians are up to all sorts of things, man. But yeah, they're um, kooky. Yeah. Well, Al, when a musician has so many memorable. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We sure got the surprise of our lives. Spud Lawrence, yeah. the show's public sector food critic, is on the line. 
I don't see on the schedule that he's supposed to be right. on this special. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I, I know. I mean, we don't have time for a food review, man. I, I mean, I, I we're, we're behind. So let oh. me let me talk. Oh, so, uh, Spud, do you want me to uh, step up in my role as co-host and uh, get rid of him? I don't think so. No, and that's temporary co-host. And no, I'll handle it. He he's a valuable member of this show. Oh, okay, but it's temporary, permanent co-host. Yeah. <clears throat> Chance, put Lawrence through, please. Lawrence, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here right now. Hey, I apologize. I didn't let you know that the show is an anniversary special, so we don't have time for a regular public sector food review. Oh, man, for real? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Wow, man, that sucks, because I had to eat some really crappy food for this week's review. Uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate, Lawrence, but sometimes we all have to take one for the team. Uh, I know look, I look, have yeah, to yeah, oftentimes yeah. Anyway, hey, when yeah, I'm hey, planning. Hey, excuse me. Um, so, Lawrence, I- I'm sorry, but I'm a little curious. Uh, where did you go, though, this time? Well, I went to this uh, police academy cafeteria, this bicycle can out there. Yeah. I was on a Greyhound bus on my way to visit this old friend I got who, uh, who I did time with over at Pelican Bay. And I saw the sign about the place, so I jumped off the chair to check out the food there. Yeah. It smells really good. I've found that food served at law enforcement facilities are rather high in carbs, a very difficult place to be on the keto diet, that's for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But I tell you, they did offer a bunch of day-old ding-dongs, Twinkies, and Ho-Hos over there. They were, like, so cheap. Now, the rest of the food was kind of pricey, though, cause, so I just stuck to the Hostess products because, you know, they were they were almost free. But damn, yeah. were they freaking stale. Oh, man, I, I, it's oh. a day-old, but I'm thinking those Ho-Hos tasted at least five or six years old. I gotta tell you, man, it took a few cartons of chocolate milk just to get them down. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but hey, you know, uh, we gotta play another set of clips from old interviews, so I I need to hang up, but next time, we're gonna have time for a real public sector food review, okay? Later, man. All right, that that sounds good. All right, I'll talk to you soon, then. Okay, somebody uh, please queue up the next batch of guest interviews, please. Singer Pat Boone. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. I tuck you in warm within, keep you free from sin till the sandman he comes. Sleep with one eye open. Would it be a stretch to say your Christian evangelical fans were a bit confused and a little torqued off when it came out? Oh, they were more than confused. I was kicked off Christian TV instantly. Dang. I had a regular weekly show going called Gospel America, and it was just one of the things I was doing because I was still, you know, doing my own pop things and uh, a variety of other activities, but I was on Christian TV regularly, but... When I went on Dick Clark's American Bandstand show, not a bandstand, but the American Music Awards, to present the Hard Rock Heavy Metal Award with Alice Cooper, and I was, we were supposed to swap images. Uh, that was Dick Clark's idea. Cooper was to come out in a V-neck sweater and white buck shoes carrying a glass of milk, and I was going to come out in the heavy leather outfit with tattoos and and choker and boots and shades, you know, just really looking like a heavy metal apparition. And at the last minute, Cooper backed out. He didn't feel comfortable doing it. 
wearing white buck shoes. So I did yeah. I did did everything that Dick Clark wanted me to do, and I took a little extra delight in shocking the king of shock rock, Alice Cooper. And it just it, it just set the record world on fire. I went halfway up the Billboard chart the first week. But I did get kicked off Christian TV because folks thought I had gone over to the dark side. Dark side, uh-huh. Realize Therapist and author Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Um, well, speaking of myths also, we, we were discussing uh, on the show tonight uh, Bigfoot. And on a related note, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that old big feet, uh, you know, big penis thing. Is there scientific proof of this? Because I wear like a size 6. Absolutely and not. It's not? Absolutely oh, good. Thank not. you. Thank you. But, but you know, in the play about me, uh, yeah, becoming right. Dr. Ruth, right. that Deborah Jo Rapp started right. in the Berkshires and then in, in near Broadway, off Broadway. So... What is true is that I want a, a man who is worried about the size. Because the size has nothing to do with the sexual satisfaction of the woman. I want him to stand in front of a mirror, bring himself to a good erection and admire that erection. He will never worry about the size again. And we have to bury all of those stupid myths about the size of the hands and the size of the feet. Not so. Well, I'm writing this okay, down. I'm yeah. as fast as I can. I'm writing this down. So you know, because I <laughs> see women look. You know, when I go out to bars, they look down at my feet and they kind of like run away. So I mean, I'm not micro mini, but it just is that. Thank you so much for that. Nonsense. Thank That's you. Nonsense. And people should enjoy each other. They should have a good relationship, and with a good relationship and with an interesting life, comes very, very good. Um, sexual encounters. All right, super. Well, Actor Dr. Jerry Mathers. Right, super. Well, you know, in interviewing Tony Dow, who played Wally, and Ken Osmond, who played Eddie Haskell, they both said you guys, you know, do occasionally get together at appearances and other stuff. Do they ever gang up on you and give you the business still to this day? Honestly, no. We're just really good friends. You know, I've I've known them all my life, and uh, you know, it's just somebody. It, and in some ways, I know I have um, brothers and I have a sister, too. But so they're not really like family, but they're like a very good friend. Like if you had a friend since first grade, um, especially an older person, maybe that was in the second to the third grade, you know, they were just uh, somebody that I was with every day for basically seven years of my life. And we just always had a good time. We went back and did the new Leave it to Beaver in the 80s. And, uh, you know, then as adults, we could relate a little bit better to each other. But, uh, you know, they've always been a very good friend to me. And uh, I know that if I'm in trouble, I had something that they could help me with, I'd go to them and uh, vice versa. All right. Okay. Uh, Spud. Yes. I have to say, you have continued to give me the business since the day I took this job as co-host. I, I know it's your way to bond and show your affection for me, but sometimes it can be really a, a bit much to handle. Oh, uh, hey, Jerry, just a sec. I give you the business because you deserve it. And well, no, giving someone the business is not a display of affection. I understand you can't say on the air anything positive about our relationship. That would be counter to your radio personality of being an irritable, often surly talk show host. Oh, oh Spud is just as surly and irritable off the air. In fact, he's been like that since birth. Well, you can continue to please. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment.
now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud, Spud Goodman, Goodman Show. Show. Radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Welcome, Moon Darling. Thanks for doing this gala anniversary special. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, um, you guys have a new record out, uh, By the Light of the Moon, available on Spotify, right? That is right. Uh, everybody needs to go check that out. But before we get going here, uh, can you state your legal identities and your instrument of choice? Um, I am Michael Julian Escobar, and I am guitar and vocalist for Moon Darling. And I am Michelle Nuno, and I'm playing drums. And I'm Ian Sides, and I'm playing bass. And doing that quite well, I might add. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so so you guys have just come off your tour. Uh, did you bring back any really cool refrigerator magnets? Uh, unfortunately, no. I brought back 50. 50? Yeah. That must have been from every stop we it were was. at then. Yeah. I think you're winning that race. I did. So no cool souvenirs at all? And a mug. I brought back a, a mug. mug. Oh, did you? He did get a mug. I think that was the only souvenir. Yeah, actually. Right. That was for okay. Erica. That was the mug but for Indiana. I guess I don't have it anymore. So, so what's yours. the band's official position on low-fat chocolate, a crime against humanity, or just a really, really stupid concept? A little bit of both. I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah. I'm go with the latter. I have no opinion. I don't eat chocolate, so. What? Chocolate oh. hater. All right. Okay. Wow. That'll, that's off the record. Um, <laughs> so, okay. This is a, an industry question kind of thing. Um, if you had your pick, um, what would be the band's choice to open for someday? Or maybe have them open for you? Oh boy, does it have to be a current act? Could be anybody. Do they have to be alive? Um, no, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to open for uh, probably Led Zeppelin. Or, yeah, that would be probably my yeah. favorite. They're alive. They are. Most of alive. them. Yeah, yeah, mostly. Anybody else? That got dark. <laughs> uh, I'd like to play with Tame Impala one day too. They're that a current would, we'd act. all love to play that with Tame Impala. That'd be yeah. great. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good bill. Um, so merch is a big part of touring these days, and I know bobbleheads are big, but you guys, I, I was just curious if, if you sell like Beanie Babies of each of you, because I'm thinking myself of making a bunch of Spud Goodman Beanie Babies, and uh, you know, I, I know you could probably charge a lot more for, you know, for yours, but I, I'm just going to make a couple that I can play with you know, in my spare time with myself. But what, You guys ever thought about it? Well, they were a bit intimidated by Michael's hair, and they said they had to go back to R&D. To oh. really see if they could do it, so we're we're just kind of in a holding work. pattern. Beanie with, babies with are on TY. hold right now. Yeah, okay. it's a bummer, but yeah. One well, you, day. You, One you day. Just, so you guys have the basic merch then. We have pretty much strictly T-shirts. Okay. We got right. stickers. We got oh, stickers. stickers. Stickers too. Right. I mean, yeah. not, oh. yeah. stickers. Just just put that CDs. the beanie baby concept in the back, you know, somewhere. Just file it yeah. away. I'm just saying. All right. Oh, yeah, All right. Yeah. Be a triple threat then. So, what's the name of the next song, and what the heck is it about? Uh, the next song is called Which Way to Go, and uh, it's really about a dream sequence and uh, ex-lover kind of situation. Ooh, dreams, lovers. Oh, I like this. Let's do it. Stuff.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, this is Robert Hayes. You may remember me from Airplane, but uh, I'm looking for a little help. For some reason, I wound up here in the Spud Goodman Show, and uh, I have no idea why. Uh, Spud, w- would this be a good time now for me to maybe reminisce about some of our special moments mm, together here yeah, on the show? Um, y- you know, there are so many that come to my mind, look, and I would I like think to share special, them. Again, is a very subjective word. Why don't you send me an email with you know whatever moments you feel merit me taking valuable time out of my busy day, and well, maybe I'll scan them. You know, sometime. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, would you like me to scan them for you? Like the Possibly. other emails, you know? Yeah. You have me go over those sometimes. I, I don't mind, but Gerald, don't get too sappy, okay? I don't enjoy not... reading overwrought, yeah. wildly emotionally driven correspondence. Oh. It's a real buzzkill. I can't take this! Well, well, okay. I, I mean, I, I guess I could condense those very special memories into an email, but they would really lose their sentimental and heartfelt impact in writing. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Yeah, I know, okay? But we need to get to another set of clips with guests, so somebody hit play, please. Actor Ed Asner. Well, but taking it further, a step further, how do you see this whole Trump presidency playing out? And I have hopes he'll be devoured by his own party led by the Senate, but I'm just dreaming probably. Well, how do you see this thing going? Well, I hope, you know, you you keep waiting for the messenger, Mr. Mueller, to come forth and deliver us from evil. And so far, he has not a goddamn thing except talk. He hasn't produced evidence yet. For us to get rid of Donald the Clown. Donald the Clown, that's a, that's a kind way to put him. All right, describe him. Um, but, you know, the thing I was thinking about, he really wasn't kidding about his supporters not caring if he, he did shoot someone on Fifth Avenue in New York. Because, I mean, that they have more intense love for him than Beatlemania was. I mean, does it, does it ever creep you out how blindly loyal they are to him? Well, they've been hiding under their rocks all this time, waiting for somebody like Donald to come along. Now he's come along, so he came out from under the rocks. Uh, what's what's to worry about is when we get rid of Donald, will they go back under the rocks, waiting for another champion to come down from the hills and save them? Singer and actress Olivia Newton-John. Hey, but before we get too far into this, I have to stay publicly. You know, this is this is for the record. I think I may have mentioned this on the air, but your scenes in Greece with the black spandex pants. We now still to this day, it gets me through difficult times. You got to know the lasting impact you had with this movie. I mean, the rest of the cast was was good, but you pretty much created a permanent fantasy for billions of humans. Oh, you're funny. Yeah, well, you know, that was a moment on celluloid, right? And it yeah. was um, it was a, a, a very, very hot day. I had to be sewn into those pants because they were really old and the zip had broken. They were from the 50s, those oh. pants. So I think I was, they're almost as old as me. Oh. And um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun. We had a lot of fun making the movie and... You know, if it's not fun, you should do it, right? Right. Well, you know what? Times in your career, you know, you were 
maybe ta uh, typecast as kind of really, really wholesome, but the release of Let's Get Physical, the album in 1981, gave you a bit of a spicier image. I mean, Billboard magazine rated it the all-time most popular song about sex. You know, that'd be something I'd be personally would be really darn proud of to look back on when I'm in my 90s or something, you know? Better, yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, it was so funny because at the time I was so freaked out about it. I thought I'd gone too far and I called my manager and I said, we've got a publisher. I thought, I think I've just gone too far with it. And he said, too late, it's out and it's a hit. And um, <laughs> uh, I said, well, now we have to like make it a bit less spicy. Let's do it about exercise, right? And that, that made it even more spicy. So I just laugh. I have such a good memory of that whole thing. It seems so big deal to me now. And then compared to what's on the radio now, right. it's like nothing. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a heck of a lot better than having a popular song about something boring like a car or a bad day. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be really proud of it. But Comedian right. and musician Jeff Daniels. Right. Well, as a highly accomplished actor, what I find most interesting about your career is among your many intense, dramatic roles, you've also taken on some goofy material. As it's a long walk from the squid and the whale to Dumb and Dumber. That's pretty fearless on your part, I have to say. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I, I wanted to create a range as wide a range as possible and to go from a dumb and dumber to a squid in the whale to a newsroom uh... yeah you, you just there aren't a lot of actors who do that or who would risk that yeah and and i i i love being able to do that say spud does does Jeff's stunning versatility in his career prompt you to look at your own talents and maybe regret that you might not have been blessed with skills um, outside of doing maybe well, this talk show um, thing I would recommend that you not compare your God-given talents with someone like Jeff, yes. as it will only cause you mental anguish. Well, yeah, multi-talented people like Jeff Daniels do make me feel a little lacking. Well, I appreciate it. Sure, but I have a lifetime of experience in dealing with those feelings. Well, I, I bet you do. It's just that Jeff is an extreme example of somebody who can do just about everything yeah. really, really well. Speaking with guests like this, it must really take a toll on your self-esteem. Uh, not really until you, unnecessarily, have rubbed reality in my face. I was doing pretty well until you jumped in here. Well, I I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to bum you out. I was just trying to be proactive. Ah, <laughs> 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 that's right. There certainly is no place like home. And that's truer today than ever before. That is, providing you take full advantage of the improvements modern manufacturing ingenuity offers today. Take, for example, the new refrigerators. Hey, that's a mighty fine looking refrigerator, mister. You like it? You like it? You like it? You like it? Fits you beautifully, and it does things for you. Where'd you get it? Well, uh. Hey, bud, just a minute. Why? Take a look at your refrigerator. Why? Everybody else does. Is that so? Yeah, and remember, now you perk up just like that. It happens every time a fella gets a new refrigerator. Isn't that true, old buddy? Is that so? Yeah. How do you like that? And when we got back, there were our clothes all washed and ready, just as pretty as could be. See now why I'm so happy? We've made our wash day a holiday. We've made our holiday wash day. Is that so? There were our refrigerators. All washed and ready, just as pretty as could be. See now why I'm so happy? <laughs> well, better get a new refrigerator today. Hey! Is that so? Is that so? Hey! Is that so? Hey! 
Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Well, ah, uh... oh, never mind. Calm those fears and dry those tears. Your troubles are over when you shop at Sears. Shop at Sears. Hey, buddy, what's the big idea? Better get a new suit today. Better get a new used car today. Better get a new washer today. Better get a new refrigerator today. Better get a new used car today. Better get a new home freezer today. Get a new range today. Better get a new mother today. Dad. Hey! Now you perk up just like that. It happens every time a fella gets a new refrigerator. With their automatic defrosting and hey. special temperatures for all different kinds of foods. Hey. Their spacious interior hey. so arranged that you girls don't have to break your backs hey. reaching and searching for the things you want. I'm telling you, say, here's an idea. We know a man named Randy who always brings home fear. His wife thinks he's a terrific guy because he knows the right kind of fear to buy. So, fellas, why don't you give it a try and take home some beer like Randy? <laughs> That's kind of a crazy song, friends, but seriously. Well, come on back again when you're out in these here frontier parts, will you? So long. This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Spud, we have the show's orchestra, Accordion Joe, holding on the line, and he's really cranky. Yeah, as okay. An, as an intern, I don't feel it's my responsibility to diffuse and counsel angry employees in the workplace. Well, you know, first of all, Accordion Joe is not technically an employee anymore, as we just used a tape of him, you know, playing in the opening. He was an employee, you know, when he recorded that, and, and now he lives on as a non-employee on tape. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. That's a harsh assessment on his value on this show, Spud. Shut up. Hey, I'm just making America great again. You know, one employee at a time. It's just business. Uh, but I can speak with him for a few seconds if that'll get him off the line. And we know what's going to happen if I don't at least speak with him for a second. So send a call through. Joe, are you there? Yes, I am. And I heard you just say that I am dead to you. I know. Now, after I worked so hard to record the opening of this show years ago. I know. I have felt for a long time. And, well, at least you have finally said this to my face. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Actually, you know, I said it to your ears over the phone, you know, as you're not in the studio. Well, think about it. That's technicality, but it's true. So, look, if, if you want to play, like, you know, 10 seconds or something on your accordion, go ahead. But just give me a second here to take my, he my headphones off and cover my ears. So, okay, go. Really? Okay. How about this little ditty? Oh boy, I don't mind accordion music, but a little goes a long way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we need to play some more highlights from guest interviews so dave roll the last few clips please 
comedian and activist Kathy Griffin. No, I get it. Go ahead. Ask. Well, well, you know, we had Anderson Cooper on our show, and uh, and I'll say for the record, you know, though we we do like Andy Cohen. New Year's Eve on CNN was not the same for sure without you. It was kind of boring, to be frank. So I just oh, wanted to say that. I would have used the word train wreck, but God love you for boring. Yeah, yeah. So well, here's my question. Really, is your relationship with Anderson fixable? Maybe with an intervention or something? I I don't think he's that kind of guy. Spud, yeah. If I may interrupt for just a moment, I have long felt that it would be beneficial to bring in a third party, if not a therapist, to mediate our current working relationship. Just as Kathy loves Anderson Cooper, I love you too. But I I wouldn't lie, we do have issues to deal with. Uh, Hey, Kathy, uh, just a sec. Thanks. There's no need for us to love each other to work together on a radio show. Well, I'm content to feel ambivalence towards you, and it works for me. Gerald, don't you think it's a bit presumptuous to ask for an outside party to get involved? You know, with your working relationship with Spud, he is entitled Uh, not to like you. That's his right. Well... Maybe he's just not wired to connect on a personal level like Anderson does. Uh, But if you change your mind, I know a good person from my church who could lead our mediation. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure, because it'll never happen. New Age spokesman and physician... Deepak Chopra. Now, you personally have taken some criticism over the years, especially from the mainstream medical community. How do you deal with it? Because maybe I could pick up some pointers. Well, if you don't take it personally and you're not offended, then um, criticism can be a good source of feedback. You have to ask yourself, um, am I um, actually open to other opinions, other perspectives? And if you're not uh, personally offended, then you can learn a lot from criticism, as I have over the years. There are some critics, though, who are very mean-spirited. Yes. The best thing to do with them to ignore them, and they can't stand it. Ignore them. Yeah, ignore them. You know, but people don't go after me for my theories on quantum physics. I, I know that people have taken some shots at you there, but, uh, but <laughs> from which, for me, it's more like that I get on their nerves. But anyway, all right, I'm going to remember. I'm going to write that the down. The best way to deal with your critics is to ignore them. All right, okay, all right. Comedian Don Rickles. So... Well, Don, the number one thing about your act is, number one, one could never steal from you because, I mean, who could pull off what you do? I mean, some I've tried maybe, but your style's kind of copyrighted. Uh, well, you, you you said it right on the head, but some people have tried it, but it never comes out uh, the way it is for me. It's in my personality to do that. And so uh, it's not something you rehearse or practice. It's something I always had. Uh, even as a young man, I was always uh, able to... Uh, be a, you know, so-called a, a wisecracker, but always in fun, and they always enjoyed it. Right, well, uh, I, me, Spud Goodman, I mean, I, I dream of the day when someone would steal from me, but, yeah, nobody, nobody's, that's not happened yet, so, let, let me bring this up. Uh, I, I'd love to bring in uh, the topic of the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, if I may. How, sure. how big a set of testicles do you have as when he was in the audience at your show, a, a show of yours in Miami Beach in the 50s, you yelled out to him, Make yourself at home, Frank. Hit someone. Now, that is fearless comedy. You, I mean, my gosh. Yeah, well, I, I, I did that. But when I also, uh, a big thing that people used to talk about, I was with this girl in my single days. I'm married 50 years. But way before my, my marriage to a wonderful lady, I, uh, I was with this uh, girl that was 
uh, you know, uh, I hope to score with. Yeah. In, in the Sands Hotel, and we were having dinner, and Frank was at another table, and uh, she said, "Do you know Frank Sinatra?" And of course, to get lucky, I said, "Of course I do," which I really did. And I said, "Just wait a minute." And I went over to Frank's table. I said, "Frank, you got a minute?" He said, "Sure." He called me Bullethead, by the way. He said, "Yeah, what is it, Bullethead?" I said, "Listen, if you could come over to the table and say hello in front of this girl, it would mean the works for me." You know what I'm saying? He said, "Don, it's done." I said, "Not right away. Wait a few minutes." And so I went back to my table and to him, I took a drink and and walked by Frank and he said, "Hey, Don, how are you?" I said, "Not now, Frank. Can't you see I'm eating?" Dang, I, I, I'm expecting you got a little payoff later that night. I mean, oh. no, no, he laughed his ass off. All right, all right, all right. That's nobody, nobody ever did that to him, and the way I say it and do it, it's always funny. All right. Um, well, so, also, this is another question about your act. It's a quick. Take soothing Pepto Bismol and feel good again. The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it. My, how time flies. Well, we are about done here. Another anniversary special is in the books. You know, it wasn't that lame. You know, actually, I think there was some stuff that could live on in infamy. Oh, Spud, I, I think only history will tell us if this special will live on in infamy. That, that's a high bar. Oh, it was just an homage to Franklin Roosevelt Doofus. He wasn't oh. seriously saying this show would be historic in nature. Jeez. Um, actually, I was, Aunt Dorothy. What are you people? On dope? We don't know right now the impact this thing, you know, is going to have on the world. You know, if enough people listen to it, we could impact the lives of millions. Really? Yeah, or at least a gaggle or a bushel of them. Hmm. Okay. Sure. And I think it's homage. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I want to say, I want to always be supportive to you in my role as co-host and and yes i do feel this was an exceptional special but i just don't see how it's going to look, be look let me sign off here before the nabobs of negativity you, you in were the saying studio successfully bring me down it's a good thing i'm a stable genius i have a winning temperament i know how to win you know why don't we let our uh, musical guest play us out okay i am spud goodman be all that you can be and i mean that God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Moon Darling.
The Spud Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Trevor Jastad, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Associate producer and video director TJ Pites. Production assistants Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Keeper. Keeper.